This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com Okay, Rabotai, I wanted to speak about today a preparation for the Yamim Noraim, something that is going to give a proper perspective on the on the on on what it means to approach slichot, and afterwards I want to say an awesome story from the Gdolim of Morocco. So we'll hear about that in a moment. The Arizal asks a fundamental question, a fundamental uh, a question that you wouldn't think is a question, but he asks it. The Arizal asks in the Sefer uh, Zohar Harakia on Parashad Mishpatim the following. Says, how is it possible that a person is able to sin and make a chet in his nishama, which is a holy nishama? In other words, how is it possible that sin could attach itself to a nishama tehora? A nishama is holy. How could how could an avira affect a nishama? Asher, you hear this? You wouldn't think that this is a question. But this is what the Arizal asks. How is it possible on a holy neshama, which is chilek elohami ma'al, it's part of Hashem, that there's such a thing called chet? That's what the Arizal asks. And he answers an even sho- a more shocking answer. He says the following. Says the Arizal, that in truth, when a person is chote a chet, and he does an avira, the first time that the Yitzharara gets him, it's against his will. It's in order so that the, uh, the, uh, the, 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 the Yitzharara should have a drisat rege, which is a foothold on him to be able to get him to continue to be chote. But the first time that the Yitzharara gets him, it's honest, it's against his will. And he brings a few proofs to this. It says in the Gemara in Bava Batra that... Uh, that, that there were a few people that never sinned. Yishai, the father of David. Amram, the father of Moshe Rabbeinu. They never sinned. And ask that Izal, if so, how could the Yitzhara grab them and, and how could they die ever? Hare, uh, a person who is, uh, a person who is, uh, who is free from any Avirot, the, the, the Malach Amavet can't get him. That's why Adam Arishon, he wouldn't have sinned. He would have lived forever. Explains the Arizal, that you see that even by Yishai, he was supposed to, the, the way that David HaMelech was born is that he thought that the woman was another woman, he was going to sin with another woman, and Hashem switched that other woman to, to, the, to the mother of David, and that's how David HaMelech was born. So we see that, that, that even at Sadiq, it could be that he could stumble. Rather, he says that Yishai, the, the reason why he stumbled was against his will was, it doesn't mean that he never sinned at all, it means that when he sinned, it was against his will, it was, and that's where the, the Yitzhak caught on to him, and the same thing with Amram, because Amram took his, 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 uh, his aunt, Dodato, Yocheved was his aunt, it says, and still, he was able, he, 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 he in other words, like, even though it was before Matan Torah, but it could be that there was a little bit of an Avira, and that's where the Yitzhak got him. In other words, the Yitzhak comes to a person against his will. And that's how he explains what we say in Slichot every day. Ma'avir Rishon, Rishon, Ma'avir What does Ma'avir Rishon, Rishon? The Gemara in, in Rosh Hashanah says that the first 
three avirot that a person does, he doesn't get punished on. Explains the Arizal, what's pshat? Because since that person did avirot, it was against, his first three avirot was against his will, he didn't want it to happen. And he explains just three categories. There's chet, avon, and pesha. We're going to say this a lot during Slichot and Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur. There's times that it's against our will, which is chet. There's avon, which is willingly, but because of lust and desires that we have. And then there's pesha, which is something that's just rebellion against Hashem. All those three things, they are the first time that we are chotedim, it's against our will, says that Rizal. But that's when that Rizal gets a stronghold from us. And that's when we have to be sure not to let ourselves ever fall in the pitfall into the trap of the Yitzhara. When a person puts himself into a situation that he's going to get himself into habits, habits are very difficult to break. That Rizal is teaching us an important lesson. If a person wants to break out of Avirot, don't start them from the beginning. Don't start with that first cigarette don't start with that first marijuana joint. Is marijuana addictive? I guess it's the same thing, right? And it's, and it, and it, hey, look at me, you don't know. Okay, fine, we don't know, but I guess we have to ask the people if it's addictive or not. That it's, that, 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 that if a person gets involved in something, it could be then it's going to be very hard for him to break. And that's what the lesson that Darizal is telling us. Don't let yourself break that from the beginning. I want to tell you an unbelievable story, not so related to this, but it shows us the awesomeness of, of a little bit of a taste of how it used to be in, uh, in Morocco. In the city of Saleh, one of the great Rabbanim was Rabbi Rafael Ankawa. Uh, 120 years ago, a little bit more. He was the Ravarashi of Morocco, a great Gaon, a great Sadiq, chief rabbi of Morocco as well. And he, he had a student called Rabbi Misodo Hayun. Rabbi Mesodu Chayon on Shabbat afternoon would teach Gemara. As that was the custom in those days, they would always learn Gemara Shabbat afternoon. And he would teach Gemara Rashi Tosfot. So here he is, he's learning Gemara Rashi Tosfot and teaching it. And somebody comes in the back dressed in a regular suit, simple person. Simple person sits in the back and listens to the whole shiur. And after Rabbi Musad Hayun is finished, he says, I want to say something. He says, you know, you explained the Gemara this way. But really, you can explain it in the following way. And he gave him a whole beautiful explanation. Wasn't consistent with the first way. And everybody looked at it, but they said, hey, it sounds so good. So, uh, they asked, so he said, everything's good? They said, yeah. He said, here's the problem with it. He showed them the problem. He destroyed the whole pshat and he set over a second pshat. Even better than the first. But still wasn't consistent with what Rabbi Mesut Chayon said. So after he finished the second pshat, he, 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 he said, you like it? He said, oh, it's perfect. He said, there's also something wrong with this pshat. So <laughs> he said over a third way. And the third way was the way Rabbi Mesut Chayon. So they looked at him and said, who is this person? What's your name? So they went up to him. They asked him what his name was. He said, his name is Rabbi Avraham Abidbol. Rabbi Avraham Abidbol was the Rosh Hashiva in Marrakesh, in the city of Marrakesh at the time. He was a great Gaon. He used to build Talmidim to great, great students in Gemara. And he said, in Marrakesh, that's how we do it. We learn, we, before we say the right Pshat in the Gemara, we go through every other option, and we say, what's wrong with those options? Before we get to the right option. 
So they found out right away Rabbi Avraham Abidbol was here. So they ran over to Rabbi Avraham Kawa. He had him over. He said, well, what's going on? Why are you here? And he said, he said I'm here because I, uh, I, I'm sick of already teaching students all the time. I'm burnt out a little bit. I want to take a position as a Rav, as a, as a, as a Rabbi in, in the community in Wazan, not far away. And uh, I want you to help me out with that because obviously he has the connections. He says, no problem right away. He, uh, he says, on one condition, you have to dress in the rabbinic cloak because that's in the honor of the rabbinate. So they got him to go to a tailor and they fixed him the proper griba de rabbanan, the tarbush on his head. And that's how he crowned him for, for that position. And he was there, I guess, until he had to return back to his yeshiva and, and continue on teaching Talmidim. Sometimes you need a break from teaching Talmidim. I guess that's what you see. But, but the, the, the point of the story is is that there was no fanfare. He didn't come in as uh, with his whole entourage. He came in regular, sat in the back with a suit. Nobody could recognize him, who he was, with his tremendous anava. But he was one of the great geonim of Morocco. One of the great geonim of Morocco. They were very, very careful. They were very careful in the, in the olden days and in the country that, that, that people should only get accorded honor according to their level and according to who they were. There's an amazing story with the Urachay Makadosh. Urachay Makadosh left Morocco to go to open up a yeshiva in Yerushalayim called Knesset Yisrael. It was going to be a very special yeshiva where they would not only learn Pshat, but they would learn also all levels of Torah, Remez, Drush, and Sod. It would be a complete yeshiva. That was his dream. Unfortunately, the yeshiva only lasted for a year. There were such great students there, like the Chida and others, but, but it, was, it was a very short lived uh, yeshiva. So he went to Livorno, Leghorn in Italy because uh, that's where there was a lot of uh, money to fundraise for in order to build the yeshiva. But he had to bring an approbation. And in that approbation, uh, you know, it, it had to be written that he was, uh, you know, that he knew how to be a Rosh Yeshiva. But well, he's not going to go and show off the Orachei Makadosh. So what they wrote him in the, in the, in, in Naskama, the one who wrote him Naskama was Rav Yehuda ben Atar, not related to him. He was the, one of the great Gidule Ador of Morocco. It's called El Kabir, Rav Yehuda ben Atar. If anybody goes to the city of Fez, right next to the Kever of Lala Sulika is Rav Yehuda ben Atar, El Kabir. And uh, it's written on that Kever that whenever people would have a machloket in Bedin, they would have to swear, they would swear by the Kever, and if the Chazvi Shalom they swore falsely, it wouldn't be a good thing. They'd swear in, in his name. So he wrote him a letter. This Rabbi Yudha ben Atar was considered the Gadolador of Morocco at the time. And he wrote to the Orachay Makadosh, Hachacham, Hatzadik, Hachasid, because everyone knew him as a great Hasid and Tzadik, but they didn't know his greatness in Torah. He concealed it. He hid it. The Orachay Makadosh. He concealed it. But now he needed it in order to build the yeshiva. So he sent back, I guess, through mail, whatever type of mail that they had, that Yudha ben Atar should add on a few titles so that people should know that he's also a, 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 a Tamid Chacham. So what do you think that Rabbi Yudha ben Adar added? You think that he would have added in 10 lines, a Gaon, a Gadol, the greatest in the world. Like if you open up newspapers nowadays, you see like 200 titles before. No, no. He added in the following. Hachacham, he added on a line on top. Hashalim, the complete one. That's it. He didn't add on more. And if you, somebody, somebody writes over there, Rav Meir Atiyah brings a story in Mishulchan Avotenu, and he brings to the bottom that he knows somebody who actually um, 
who actually saw the document in the universe in the Hebrew University, and he could see in that document it's written Hashalem like on top, and that's the background of the story. He needed it for his purpose, purposes, but just one word extra was added, and that's it, and that was enough. The 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 uh, the Pashtut, the greatness and the concealment was something that, that those two stories, I think, demonstrate, that give us inspiration, that we have to go, we don't have to go with fanfare, but we have to go with strong avodat Hashem. And like the Arizal says, we go straight, we don't let the Yitzhara get a hold on us. That's the lessons for Elul that I wanted to share with you. You've just experienced another Torah class, brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.